friends. Welcome to another edition of the Worldwide Chelsea Podcast. I actually don't know where Matt Ball is. He's probably taking a poo. But I am <laughs> I am joined by Jared, a.k.a. Uncle Jesters, a.k.a. Worldwide Chelsea Jesters. Hey! Hey! How about that? How about that? How you doing today, buddy? You know, it's the day after the day after. So, yeah, we're just sitting here chilling. Um, it, it's it's fun, you know, to have a little bit of age on the people that you deal with. Yeah. And it's fun to sit back and just watch them run around like uh, chickens with their heads cut off. Because that's what, what it is right now. Um, so I'm just chilling and watching everybody burn everybody down. And it's, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and pick up the pieces when it's done. Yeah, it's very interesting that all of a sudden, as soon as Lampard becomes the pseudo-manager, now it's the players' fault. Now people are looking at the players with a side eye. Now people are starting to question what's being done on the pitch. But no, 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 no. When it was Graham Potter, it was all Graham Potter. All his fault. But now... Now that Lampard is the manager, ooh, now there's going to be some accountability for the players. I don't abide hypocrisy, and I don't abide inconsistency, and I'm laughing at all of them. I mean, everybody from the casual fan to one of the biggest aggregators in our club, they're all bitching at me for holding them accountable, for remembering what they were saying about Potter and not using it in the same fashion for Lampard. I just, I find it staggering, and the internet is forever, so I find it's a little strange that people think that I would forget. Yeah, well, that's the thing about absolutism, right, or tribalism, is if you're all in all in one side and it's all or nothing, you know, you usually, it's a 50-50, that's a 50-50 life, right? All or nothing is a 50-50 life. And sometimes it's going to be nothing. Sometimes you're going to roll craps. And, um, you know, that's what happens when, when you take those types of positions, uh, of course, you, it's hard to have nuanced arguments with people who, uh, you know, might have ate one too many lead paint chips. But <laughs> you try, you know, it's the thing we're supposed to do, you know, take mercy on those who have less. And uh, that means less of anything. So what do you do? You, you try to give nuanced arguments, but they just take a piece of that nuance and they say, well, you said this. I said, no, we got to use it in context, right? Context is, 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 is a great equalizer, but uh, it's hard to have conversations with people um, that cannot journey down a path that is other than straight or forward or back, let's say, you know, there's, there's left and right. And there's there's uh, winding roads. You have to have somebody on the other side as a foil to be able to bring that about. And uh, all too often, you you just hear mudslinging and uh, one-liners and and what have you. So sometimes it's nice to have a more nuanced debate. Well, I mean, and then. It's always coupled with what about isms and oh, but this, this and this. And it's like, no actually just just focus on the, the immediate argument and task at hand don't bring up something from the past just to stifle the conversation that you're currently having and you see it a lot man you see a lot of backpedaling a lot of backtracking in the fan base and look maybe 
maybe I shouldn't be surprised. Maybe I should stop being surprised that when people show you who they are, that you should just actually believe them. You know, and I, I want to have a better idea about human beings. I do. I want to be a positive person. I don't want to be negative. My mother would not like that if she knew I was a negative guy. And uh, sometimes I get labeled that, but I don't want to be. But this fan base really, really does test my patience at times. It really, really, really does. And there is no consistency. Um, there is, uh, you know, no critical thinking, no abstract thought. It's all reactionary. It's all immediate. There's, like you said, nuance. There's no nuance behind it at all. It's unfortunate, but that is why there's, you know, um, the 70th percentile is C plus. Most people are just average. Well, they kind of are. They kind of are just average, and that stinks, but uh, you can't have too many smart guys or else everybody would just be smart, and then there'd be no differentiating factor. But, yeah, no, I just I, – I'm just constantly disappointed in the people that I have to share a room with because I don't really want to, and it's, it's, it's why I actually am not terribly fond of the fan base in general. Um, now, that's an un- unpopular take, but – no one bulls, bullies me off opinions. No one tells me what to do. And I'm just going to say what I want to say. Right? And so, that is – go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just going to say, so nobody tells you what to do, not even me? Or not even you? <laughs> not even me. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. That, that's, that's some circular logic right there, Jared. <laughs> you got me caught in an intellectual fallacy. <laughs> right. Uh, great movie, by the way. Yeah. No, I mean, look, look. We're in a really tough spot. There's no two two ways about it. The team is lacking an unbelievable amount of confidence. Unbelievable. Like, I, I didn't think for one second, even though we peppered the final third with chances, I didn't think for one second that we were going to score. They are bereft of the ability to put the ball on frame. Like, the the, the Chilwell goal at the end where there was, a, there was a big setup and normally he would crush that ball just it, it shanks right off his foot spirals out of bounds too high too wide and it, it's just it's just it's a disease within this team they cannot hit the ball anymore and i think it's a lot of it has to do with confidence i think the entire team knows how angry everybody is at them because this is this is going to be what if we hire one more guy it'll be the fourth manager fifth manager this season i mean who 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 gets away with this in any other profession, Jared? Who gets away with this? This this level of incompetence. Yeah, I, it doesn't happen. You get fired. Yeah, you you get you get the little brown box with your stuff, and they send you on your way. Um, that's what happens. Uh, yeah, I think that again, we have to look at nuance. Um, if you want to be more threatening in the final third, we have one player on this team and one alone that has shown the ability to rip through a defense, not by dribbling, but by passing. And that is one Enzo Fernandez. So when you start Enzo Fernandez, the furthest midfielder away from goal, you're going to retard his creativity by asking him to fill a position where you could have put you could have put Mateo Kovacic back there, who can avoid being press. He's press resistant and make a pass to start the build up. 
okay, and give Enzo, you, you know, get him further up the pitch and give him the chance to create and put players in the, you know, give players a chance in a dangerous position is what I'm trying to say. Okay? I, I can't say it because we haven't said that for very, very, very often. And uh, we didn't do that. You, you dropped him in a six. You had Zakari on the bench. You know, you could have put Enzo there. You could put you could have excuse me. You could have put Kovacic there. You could have put Conte there. You could have done something to allow the most creative player further and higher up the pitch. And um, that's where the coaching comes into it. That's where these two are symbiotic. They rely on each other. The coach didn't put they didn't put us he didn't put us in a formation that we could have thrived in. On two days, he, you go from a back three to a back four, a four three three, not a four two three one. We had played a four two three one. Why couldn't you do a four two three one? Oh, we got to have Connor Gallagher in the game. Why? Oh my God. Why? Yeah, I mean, it, look, dude, you got. Oh man, you got this guy out there with no touch, can't dribble, can't trap the ball, can't pass the ball. All he does is run. And the, uh, like you said, nuance. There's, dude. There's no grace to his game at all. There's no nuance to his game at all. It's just, it's all fifty-fifty challenges and physicality and trying to rough up the other player. He embraces the physical nature of the game. Wonderful. Why does he have to do that? Because he's constantly threatened uh, with possession. He's constantly in a position where he could lose the ball, and it's because he has no control. He has no control. And this is that is the position where you're supposed to have the most nuance, the most control, the most impetus for creativity and touch and just, just everything. It's the attacking central midfield position, man. You're the operator. You're the Zidane. You're the Ozil. You're the Martin Odegaard, right? And it's just the it, it's entirely alien and foreign to him because he just doesn't he doesn't have the capability to play that position because that position is very hard. And you have to be very, very good to play that position. And he is nowhere near good enough. And that, look, he, he played 90 minutes. He's not going to say no to playing 90 minutes. And his performance is on him, 100%. The way that he played, that is on him. But the, the, the decision to keep him on the field, to start him, to play him 90, that's on Lampard. And that it just, it just shows the naivete that Lampard has because he thinks he's the smartest person in the room. And yet he has no feel for the job. He doesn't know how to do this job. And uh, it's just, it's arrogance on his part to think that he can just be, because I'm Frank Lampard. I can do anything. It's like, no, there are reasons why people are good at this. And sometimes it has nothing to do with whether they played or not. Yeah. And, and look, people laughed at me for saying, bring in big Sam. <laughs> Guess what big Sam does in that game? Stays with the back three, plays with wing backs, and we probably get a one nil win or at least a draw. Okay, nineteenth century football, baby. Let's go. <laughs> you know, but that's what a caretake manager, caretake taker manager is there to do. He is not there to implement new systems, buddy buddy, and and do all that thing. He is there simply to see out the season. Lampard had, does not have that in him. Because it's about him. It's his club, remember? Yeah. Right? That, that shows you I'm bigger than the club. I'm Frank Lampard. And Frank L Lampard loves him some Frank Lampard. Oh, and, yeah. And that's what made him great. 
But as as a as a coach, no, that that that's that's great to get young people on board like he had success with. But your older players are going to look at you and go, okay, you were something. Why don't you put some tactics in the game to help us now? And about you. But, it, with, you know, with Frank there, it's always going to be about Frank. And that's why I didn't want him as disappointment. I thought it was, you know, you can look it back at the firing of Tuchel and the hiring of Potter as, as a mistake. Fine. That's hindsight. At the time, it wasn't because of what was happening then. This is probably the biggest mistake they've made is to bring Frank Lampard in. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a shocking, a shocking mistake, Jared. Oh, yeah. It, it, it really is. I mean, and, who, 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 who is in their ear giving them this advice? And, I, it, and it's, it's, it's like, like this guy, Dominique Foxworth, he's on ESPN. He's, he's a good pundit. He used, he used to play for my NFL team, the Broncos. He's a corner. Uh, you know, he went to Harvard Business School. He was all these things. And he was actually, uh, he, he ran like the NFL PA, and he did the same thing for basketball. And he's, He's sitting in a room with Jerry Jones and some of the owners, and they're negotiating, you know, deals for uh, the Players Association. And Dominic Foxworth says to himself, "Wow, these people are not smarter than me; they're just richer than me." And I think sometimes we conflate wealth with intelligence, and it's really not always the case. You know, I mean, now I'm sure that they're smart. Like I said yesterday, you could geniuses are geniuses at one thing; they're not geniuses at everything, and Maybe Bully is a great businessman. All right, awesome, wonderful. You've accumulated a huge amount of wealth. Great job, dude. It has nothing to do with me. But the club does have something to do with me because you and I, we chat about it all the time, and it matters. And the decisions that these people are making, they have consequences, good or bad, and they matter to the club. They matter to what's going to happen on the field. And this decision is a catastrophic one. And it was one that was motivated by disingenuous ideas, like getting the fans back, getting the fans to stop protesting and, 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 and being negative online and being negative at the games. And that is a stupid reason and a stupid motivation for hiring someone. It's because the fans want you to do it. Most of these people are idiots. They're myopic and they're reactionary idiots. And it, you're doing something because the fans told you to do it? Well, guess what? It was a stupid idea, and yet you did it anyway. And, the, I mean, the way we looked yesterday was surreal. I, I mean, I, I, I couldn't even, like, hold the attention, and I'm not one of those attention span guys, right? I, but I could, I could barely even watch the game. I wanted to go watch Cocaine Bear again. And it's like, <laughs> it's like dude – the game was horrifying. And it's because Frank Lampard does not know what he's doing. And it's starting to seem like the people that own this club don't know what they're doing either. Because I'm starting to have a very difficult time defending these decisions. They're bad, man. They are not footballing decisions. They're not football intelligent decisions. It is wild what is going on at Chelsea right now. They are throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. And the shit that they're throwing is fucking expensive. Oh man. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, this this was this was an easy one to get right, an easy one to get right. It's not hard. Um, Crystal Palace did it. 
I mean, um, dude, why, why, why? If you wanted to caretaker, why don't you hire Roy Hodgson? Yeah. Seriously, what, what? What's the worst he gonna say? No. Okay, great. We go on to someone else. Like, are you kidding? Did you see the Palace game? They were flying. Eze, Michael Olise, Jordan Ayew, those dudes were on fire like Madonna, baby. They were outstanding. And she, because their coach knows what he's doing. Where's now, Claudio? Ranieri. Where's he at? I don't even know. Is he still coaching? or is he re- We could have brought in Ranieri for the rest of the, the year. Um, he is head What? He's a head coach of a Serie B club, Cagliari. Wow. Yeah. They better be paying him a lot of money to take that downgrade of a job. Serie B? That's that's for up-and-coming coaches. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Well, I mean, like I said, there's plenty of options. You, you, you could have found somebody. You know, you could have found what's – there's plenty of cats, I'm guessing, in England. So there's a lot they can get, they can cough up. There was a hairball one place or another you could have brought in and said, hey, just see out the season for us. We'll pay you some peas. And they would go, cool. But you bring in somebody with the capability of destroying the entire thing. You know? You just threw gasoline on the fire. Yeah, it's the other thing is that, you know, as soon as this happened, I start thinking about players and their contracts and their status at this club. Players like Jeff Felix, players like, you know, Mason Mount, uh, <laughs> players like Havertz, who I don't even think likes Lampard, um, you know, they're. This was such a catastrophic hire, and they—it's like they didn't even look at at the potential consequences of this hire because Lampard is very arrogant, and he's going to want to do things his way. And if Chelsea has all these plans for the summer and Kunku signing Jao Felix long term, and Lampard is going to Lampard, he might he might interfere with those. Because of course he's going to interfere with them because he wants to do things his way. It's 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 his ideological football and no one else's. And uh, it, it's 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 extremely concerning because this type of interference, this type of poison pill, uh, can have drastic consequences beyond this season, but seasons to come. And it's it's there just there just didn't seem to be any thoughtfulness in this hire. Like they just said, oh, Lampard, fans love him. Boom, done. And it, it just, dude, sports and, and, and big business and, and major life decisions, it just doesn't work like that. There has to be a more measured approach. Now, look, I get it. They want to get it right with Nagelsmann or Enrique, or who, either one. I mean, I, I'm fine with either. They're both really good coaches. But they're they're different. They are, they're, they're very different. But... I, I get it. They, they want to wait. But you know what, man? Fuck waiting. If you want your guy, go and get your guy. If you want Julian, say, hey, Nagelsmann, you, could take, you can take a, a vacation in June. But for now, we need you. If you want this job, take it now or we're pulling it. And they just didn't do it. So, okay. Okay. Well, I, I can 
with all that said, the next home game we have, watch the fans chant his name. Watch it. It's going to be raucous, bro. It's going to be raucous. Chant whose name? Well, who do you think? Lampard? Yes. Oh, good God. Are we playing? Is that is Real Madrid at home? I don't know. Let me check. Let me check. I mean, I can't believe we're playing the best team in the world. Wonderful. This is, this is just wonderful. <laughs> I mean, my God. Okay. My God. I sound like... Uh, I sound, like, I sound like Matt Dog Russo. My God, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Let's see who's next for us in three days. Santiago Bernabeu. Yeah. Oh boy. <sighs> and he can't even play a bombing. The decisions we make, Jared, they have consequences. Well, that was Potter. It certainly was. It certainly was, but I, I mean, we never played that poorly under Potter. We played bad, but we never played like that. That was a, that was another low. That was a, that was a level below our, you know, consistent mediocrity this season. That was something else, man. It really was. Um, um, yeah, it was, it was terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, let's just, I mean, We'll wrap it up in a minute, but I want to talk about Real Madrid for a second here. What's the plan? What is the plan? Seriously, because I, 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 I'm looking at who we have, and I'm saying, number one, you have to start Mudrik. Enough of this bullshit. He's the fastest player in the world. Play him the fucking ball into space. Start him, uh, you know, set him up for success early in the game, and he will dazzle. I, I, you have to play this player. And I don't understand the reluctance to play him. What is it? An attitude issue? Is it? Is it a uh, something in training? I don't. We we're gonna eventually have to pay a hundred million for this player. Play him. Play him. Okay. Medueke doesn't even get a sniff, and he can't even play in the Champions League game. But not a sniff. What's going on there? Medueke is a good player. Well, he, you know, Badia Shield. Badia Shield. He he got he, he he's been bench flipped. Pardon me. Oh, I apologize for that. Ooh, that came on quick. Um, what the f- fuck just happened? What What is going on here? Are we doing a <laughs> podcast? What is, what is going on? Do I have to call you somebody? Really <laughs> <laughs> it came out of nowhere, man. It was, it was that, was that like a, a flaccid sneeze? Jesus Christ, Jared. <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to hold it back. Oh, like, let it fly, baby. Let that spittle go all over your laptop. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Oh, sorry, that I apologize. You know, we had to put a headphone uh, headphone warning at that point. Sadiq, get get on that. You're supposed to be the editor. Yeah. Jeez, um, Sadiq. No. Uh, look, Mudrick needs to play. Um. I can't see Havertz on the pitch again. I can't. He he, he got to take a seat, um, which means I'd put. Man, the, the the issue being is Sterling and Jao Felix both are better. If they're going to be on the right, they're better through the middle because mm. they're going to they're going to that's where they want to be anyway. 
So for me, you know what? I'd play. I'd actually play a five-three-two, and make them play wide, clog up the midfield. Yeah, they're gonna play to the top. They are Real Madrid. They play such a simplistic style. Um, I mean, it's just it's just a lot through Benzema, and then they get it wide, and they just they, it's flank heavy and. He moves around all over the place, and um, yeah, I mean, look, if you if you say no Havertz, it really does limit the options, oh, man. Oh, man. I mean, it really does. Uh, but I, man, after Sterling's performance yesterday, with him just losing the ball all the time on crucial counterattacks, I don't know, man. I mean, I you have to answer for your bad play, and if you want to bench Kai, okay, got it, but. I mean, maybe you play Felix the striker, Mudrik on the wing, Pulisic on the other wing. It's a pretty dynamic front three. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would, I would actually, if you're not, if you're going to bench Kai, I would actually do something like that through the midfield. Conte, Enzo, and Kova, but Conte playing D mid, D mid, and then in the back, you know, uh, Fofana is Fofana injured no, again? Frank, okay. Frank said he was fine. Okay, okay. Well, then, good, because he's an amazing player. Fofana, Reese, Ben, and uh, I guess Koulibaly. I mean, that's just what I would do. They're going to play a 4-3-3. I, I think we should match it. Well, I, for me, I, I would, I'm fine with that. If that's, who, if that's the personnel you have out there, I'd, I'd still play COVID deeper because you can, get, you, you can press Conte and get, and get the ball off of him. Kova is going to be more difficult. Well, and then if you play, again, the thing with Conte is if you play him deep, then you just take what Conte does well away from it. So why play him anyway? I don't know. That, I mean, I know Zakaria. Is that in Zakaria on the bench? Is he? Is he, is he eligible? I don't. We I don't got him in the that. summertime. Um, so, Yes. Okay. Unless they took him off. At least it was one of the ones they took off. I mean, I don't know, man. It's just one of the thousand things that is astounding to me about Grandpa's decision making. Um, not even, not even, not even keeping Aubameyang. I mean, my God, he he actually looked pretty good yesterday. And uh, uh, I mean, well, what it, the, the logic behind it? What if Havertz had gotten injured? Then what? I mean, go through the entire Champions League campaign without a forward? I mean, I don't know, man. It's, I'm uh, very, I'm very gobsmacked for being honest. I'm kind of at a loss for words. I, I think this is this is way worse than 2015. Way worse because that team was bad. Jose's team, I mean, we had like Loic Remy up top. Jose's team in 2015 was bad. All right, it, it was a transition year. We were bereft of talent. Uh, I mean, I think we even had Samuel Eto'o. It was terrible for us. I mean, I. It was a really bad team. This is not a bad team. On paper, there's a ton of talent, and yet we are playing horrible football. It's 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 lacking inspiration. It's lacking belief. It's lacking confidence. And I mean, I, honestly, Jared, I actually don't even know what to say. Like I, I'm pretty speechless because this is it's this it, it is impossible that we are playing this bad. Well. It's not impossible because we are. No shit. 
<laughs> I, sorry, I, I apologize for that. <laughs> it's Easter Sunday. I can't take a pot shots like that. Sorry, uh, Christian. Um, Christo Anesti. That's what my best friend used to say. Christo Anesti. He's Greek. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say? I, I don't know what to say about it anymore. It's just I'm waiting for the season to be over with. So we can see a clear picture of what, what the hell's going on. I mean, I. Yes, there, there there were things that happened um, that led to this. It wasn't, a, you know, it was like almost a perfect storm that got us here. But we that also shows that, uh, the, you know, it was just so hastily done. Everything was so hastily done, and you can you can take those those factors back to what happened when when Roman got sanctioned. It's all been a shitstorm since. You know, they were served a, a shit sandwich and said, hey, throw a high cap class party with this. And well, they they dropped it on the floor is what they've done. Shit so, sandwich on the floor. That's that's that that is my take of the day. A shit sandwich on the floor <laughs> on Easter Sunday. A shit wow. sandwich on the floor. Yes. Oh, good Lord. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I think you have the trouble uh, saving us at this point. I mean, uh, I know he wouldn't want to coach this team. Jeez. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll leave it at that. I mean, I know it's a shorter episode, but sometimes those are the best. And I... That's what she said. Hey! <laughs> boom roasted. Um, no, I mean, look, I, I don't know what's going to happen during the week against Madrid. We could get waxed. We could beat them. I mean, it's classic Chelsea to play your best game when you're at your worst. But I don't know. I don't think it's in us. I don't think it's in this team um, uh, to, to galvanize and, 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 and to inspire themselves internally. I don't. I don't. I don't see it happening. Um, unfortunately, and that's a pessimistic take. But I think it's more along the lines of a realistic take because we are just in a bad way. We're in a really bad way. And they're feeling it, because I'm sure those. I mean, dude, Kukurea was getting brutalized after the game and today. I mean, these players, they know, they know that none of us are happy with this, but they're also millionaires, so I don't feel bad for them. But they need to, they need to buck the fuck up or move on. Either one will do, but this this tepid nature of which they approach a game it cannot continue because it's 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 just it's simply unacceptable at this club yeah you know what we do need and i'll wrap up on this over the summer we need an 80s montage you gotta have the 80s montage <laughs> Hearts on fire. right Stone these. oh my god just just crank <laughs> rock <laughs> <the whole summer. laughs> Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, man. Let's go, Rocky. No pain. No pain. No Okay, buddy. Montage. That we'll we'll leave it. We'll leave the podcast episode on that. Montage. Gotcha. <laughs> that is great. All right, buddy. Well, it's been a short but sweet one. 35 minutes, not too shabby. Uh it's been the Worldwide Chills Podcast. Hopefully we'll have something more to celebrate next weekend. I don't know. 
It's a it's a it's a tough situation. I'll leave and I'll to say it lightly. It is a tough situation. Okay, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you again next week. See ya.